Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me, especially all of you on YouTube. Click like and subscribe if you want to make sure that you can see all of my content. Also, I believe we're going to be sharing a lot of the videos now. I know many of you are on Twitter. We're going to be sharing more and more of the videos on Instagram. I have given the Outkick crew my Instagram password, which may be a disaster, but you may probably have noticed I do not post that much on Instagram. That's going to be changing. You can search me out on Instagram and follow me there as well. And certainly I would appreciate all of you liking and subscribing at YouTube because all of you are my favorite. So, bunch of different stories out there, but I want to start with this one. We just had uh, Riley Gaines, former University of Kentucky swimmer, on the Clay and Buck show. Um, and she went head-to-head with Leah Thomas, formerly Will Thomas, of the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Will Thomas went on to win the 500 meter. I believe Riley Gaines effectively ended up tied in one of the races with Will Thomas. So people say, why do you care about men who identify as women competing in women's athletics? It's no big deal. Well, Riley Gaines cares because she legitimately had to compete against a man and that man knocked women out of being in the NCAA championships and actually took a championship away from female athletes. So that's how Riley Gaines started speaking out about all this. She was just at San Francisco State University where she was assaulted and forced to hide out in a room for three hours as a result of all of that, okay? So, I'd encourage you to go listen to the interview on Clay and Buck. It was and is a good interview. She was in the second hour uh, at 1.30 Eastern. But the reason that I'm bringing her up in particular here is because Megan Rapino, U.S. women's soccer star, and Sue Bird, a uh, WNBA, I believe, basketball player, have both come out opposed to a bill that would keep men from competing as women's athletes. Now, this is crazy because this is a sign of how committed to left-wing talking points many left-wingers are that female athletes would actually be in favor of a bill that could lead to their erasure. And let me tell you a little bit of a quick story. Megan Rapinoe has made her career trying to argue for equal pay for women, and now she's going to create a situation where a man could take a women's job. And if you're wondering out there and you're like, well, the U.S. women are so much better than the U.S. men at soccer, no, they aren't. They're better when they play against women. The U.S. men's soccer team, if they had to play against the U.S. women's soccer team, would win something like 25 to nothing, maybe 50 to nothing if they needed to. They could effectively name their score. The U.S. women, 
That is the World Championship women's U.S. soccer team lost to a team of 15 and under boys in Dallas. Repeat, this is not the best 15-year-old boys in the entire country. This is 15 and under boys in Dallas, Texas. They whipped the U.S. women's soccer team as part of training. Barely post-puberty boys in one city in America smoked the U.S. women's soccer team. If men who identify as women are allowed to play women's soccer, eventually there would be no women on the U.S. women's soccer team. Maybe this is because it's the end of Megan Rapinoe's tenure as a member of the U.S. women's team and close to the end, I believe, I don't know if she's retired or not, of Sue Bird's career. But this is absolutely the opposite of women's feminism and I am woman, hear me roar. You are arguing in favor, if you are Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird, of men erasing women from women's athletics. And that's what's trying to happen now when you look at Joe Biden now trying to say that men are included in Title IX. I also want to build on something that Riley Gaines just said about an hour and a half ago on the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton radio show. She said, and I asked her specifically about this Dylan Mulvaney character, this man with a penis and testicles and no boobs, who is identifying as a woman and is, as a result, getting a Nike endorsement deal. I said, Riley Gaines, you were just... Let me adjust this a little bit, by the way. You were just... I'm more in the center. You were just uh, assaulted for saying that men's and women's sports should be separate and that there are two genders. said, Riley... Has anybody at Nike contacted you, a courageous, outspoken, actual female college athlete, about whether you would endorse any of their performance athletic wear? And she laughed. She said, of course not. I'm paraphrasing. Think about where we are in the world of woke sports when Nike would rather give money to a fake woman than actually give money to a real and courageous female athlete. Riley Gaines should represent everything that you want your daughters and your granddaughters to grow up to be. Someone who is pursuing excellence in the field of athletics, that gets a scholarship and goes to the University of Kentucky and graduates, and is so willing to speak out even when she is facing criticism, that she will risk her physical safety to speak out and share her opinions and her story. And frankly, an opinion that I think is very important to all of women's athletics. Yet Nike will not allow her to represent them when it comes to their product, but will allow a man with a penis and testicles and no boobs to try and sell sports bras and women's leisure wear, athletic wear, to women. How do we get here? 
How did we get here to the point where actual biological women in favor of women's championships are not able to get Nike deals, but a dude with a cock and balls and no boobs is trying to sell sports bras to women? It is a sign that everything in our woke culture as it pertains to sports is broken. Megan Rapino and Sue Bird should be ashamed of themselves. Bravo, Riley Gaines, for being willing to speak out. Think about why Nike is making the choice that they are. Bud Light, speaking of making the choices that they are, reports are flooding in from everywhere that Bud Light's decision to pick a dude pretending to be a woman to be a spokesperson and that Bud Light's head of uh, marketing saying that the brand was fratty and endorsing out-of-touch humor. As a result, no one is buying Bud Light and it's actually now impacting Budweiser. All over the country, the sales of beer are collapsing. Beer, Bud Light in particular, is getting Dixie-chicked. This is an example of what happens when you hire woke imbeciles who do not understand your brand to try and expand the brand. To what? To the trans community? I've said this. I'm going to keep hammering at home. There's no beer sponsor on Clay and Buck, the biggest radio show in the country. There's no car sponsor. There's no restaurant sponsor. How is that possible? that millions of people listen to us every day and those brands are terrified to advertise with us. It's because advertising is the wokest, most broken market in all of America. And what they are doing, what they are doing is making a calculated decision to insult their current customer base. So I would encourage all of you, particularly if you're in Tennessee, pick up one of our beers, we're not going to pay chicks with dicks to endorse us. But also, if you're somewhere out in the country, I would encourage all of you, kick Bud Light to the curb and send a message, not just to Bud Light, but this is important, to every brand in America that this is what might happen to them if they decide to alienate their base. And let me be clear about this. I'm fine if, an, if a company decides they want to advertise to everybody. If Bud Light was on Clay and Buck and they were saying, hey, we love Trump supporters drinking our beer. We're happy to have you. I wouldn't really be ripping them over this trans decision. Because I'd be thinking to myself, okay, Bud Light's trying to reach the entire addressable marketplace for their product. That's what every business should do. But when you directly alienate and attack your existing business and you add virtually no one on the other side, that is a marketing disaster. And I think these brands have to be taught a lesson. Don't drink a Bud Light. Don't even think about drinking a Bud Light. And if one of your buddies orders Bud Light, mock him, ridicule him until he switches brands. Do it. Guess what? They're going to feel the pain. They're going to apologize. And more importantly, the message is going to be sent to brands all over the country. We don't want to get Bud Lighted too. We don't want this disaster to befall us. Don't buy them. Don't drink them. Mock anybody you see who's doing it. Um, this is a big deal. Uh, Louisville. Shooter. If you're wondering to yourself, wait a minute. 
Now, I don't name shooters, and I don't ever want to unless, because people are like, well, you know, if there's a shooter that is on the loose, right, if police are trying to catch someone, I will name a shooter, I will put up a picture of them, those things. That's the exception. Otherwise, the data reflects that naming mass shooters encourages there to be more mass shooters, and the number one thing that we should do, and that I do, that we try to do on the Clay and Buck show, is not name the mass shooters. So I'm not going to name this shooter. But yesterday morning in Louisville, a guy walked into a bank where he used to work and killed five people. Okay? Uh, That guy, white male. Usually when a white male shooter doesn't act like this, immediately we see, oh, the Democrats, they roll in, And they say, this is what happens with domestic right-wing terrorism. This is unacceptable. We need Merrick Garland investigating. We need full-on analysis of what exactly happened here. Here's something that's interesting for you. This shooter in Louisville turns out he's a University of Alabama graduate who also was vehemently opposed to Donald Trump. In fact, online... There are postings from him where he is furious that Alabama Crimson Tide fans supported Donald Trump in Bryant-Denny Stadium. I was there for the LSU-Alabama game. They are furious. He was furious at them because Alabama fans supported and cheered the President of the United States, Donald Trump. He also was a huge BLM supporter. He had his pronouns on all of his public resumes. Let me just tell you this. If you run a business and you hire someone who puts their pronouns on their resume, you are asking for a diversity and inclusion disaster. I think it is a very bad move, in my always humble opinion. The Louisville shooter was a far left-wing lunatic, BLM supporter, anti-Trump activist. As a result, all of his motivations are gone. You will see virtually no discussion of him at all. Poof, it's as if if he never existed. And this also ties directly in, 15 days ago in my home city of Nashville, we had a trans-crazy lunatic shooter who killed three nine-year-olds and three other innocent people. And we were told that trans shooter had a manifesto that the FBI was reviewing and it would be released in short order. 15 days later, We still don't have the trans shooters manifesto. Do you trust the FBI to be honest with us? Or do you think the FBI under Department of Justice head Merrick Garland, under Joe Biden, is working as hard as they can to try to keep this story from going public because it makes trans people look bad? I think that's exactly what's going on. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and Outkick the Show is going to keep right on rolling. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And that is why 
in Nashville, the story has pivoted from a trans shooter killed six innocent people at a religious elementary school to, oh, the Tennessee state legislature is racist because they decided to um, because they decided to kick two people out who violated their rules. By the way, those people are going to be back immediately. And I said, I talked about it on the show. I said, look, you either vote all three out, including the crazy white chick, or you don't vote anybody out, right? I could see either argument because you decide the principle doesn't justify it. But the idea that some of these people, some of these representatives split their vote allowed this white chick to, she begged for her job, begged for her job, As soon as she got to keep it, first interview she gave, she said, the only reason I got to keep my job was because I'm white. So if you voted for her to keep her job and you voted against the two black guys, you painted yourself into a corner as being a racist. Congratulations, you played yourself. But speaking of played yourself, one of these dudes who is a state representative from the Nashville area, he went to a super rich uh, private school in Maine Bowdoin College. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And he ran for student body president, and I'm going to ask the crew to put in his clip running for student body president, and then I want to compare it to the speech that he gave at a church. Look at how different these things are. This guy is a cosmetic theater actor. It's embarrassing. He went from Carlton to Malcolm X Really damn fast. He doesn't even sound like the same speaker. And this is what's going on. We've seen it happen before. Hillary Clinton. Remember when Hillary Clinton tried to do a Southern accent? This is completely ridiculous. But it is the world in which we live where authenticity is so rare. You may or may not agree with me on a variety of different subjects. I look, talk, and sound the same that I have for nearly 20 years now. Started writing online in 2004. 19 years later, I'm not very much different of a dude. I've just got a way bigger audience. That's because over time, smart, original, funny, and authentic wins. Biggest radio show in the country. One of the most rapidly growing media businesses in the country and OutKick. You guys finding our content and sharing it widely every single day. We're on a complete and total role. Got to hold people accountable. If Saturday Night Live was actually funny and they made fun of left-wingers, they could not end up with a better clip than that one. And again, these people, these far left-wing lunatic loons, are trying to drag you back into the past. They're trying to make you think that it's 1954 in America, that it's 1962 in America. They refuse to look into the mirror and acknowledge that they are destroying the country with their identity politics, which ties into this. San Francisco is a beautiful place. I loved visiting San Francisco. Seattle, Portland, many different of those West Coast cities, beautiful, extraordinary places. Whole Foods just announced that they're abandoning San Francisco because it's not safe, there's too much theft, and there's too much crime for them to run their business. Who's the average Whole Foods customer? Probably a woman in her 40s with a college degree, maybe an advanced degree. Left wing as they come. Same thing was true of San Francisco. 
San Francisco is as left-wing of a place as possible, and left-wingers have destroyed it. And this is why I, I, I say this is so important, and it's, it's really key. We live in a world where everybody looks for someone else to blame and where there is such a victim ideology that very rarely do people stand directly in front of you and say, I'm responsible for what I do. You may not agree with what I say. You may not agree with what I do. There's nobody else to blame. This is all on me. I teach my boys. The only hand you can rely on is the one at the end of your sleeve. You know what's important? Almost nobody says. You know what the poverty rate in America is? If you graduate from high school, if you get a job, if you get married, and if you don't have a kid until you're 25, it's zero. Let me repeat that. Graduate from high school, get a job, get married, don't have a kid until you're 25 years old. It doesn't matter how poor you were when you were born. Doesn't matter what your dad or mom did for a living. Doesn't matter where you grew up. Your poverty rate in America, if you do those four things, will be zero. Graduate high school, not that hard to do. Get a job, not that hard to do. 3.5% unemployment rate right now. Get married. Believe it or not, there's lots of women out there who'd be happy to get married. Or if you're gay, find a dude. Don't have a kid until you're 25. If you do those four things, you have a poverty rate of zero. How much more impressive? Sometimes I think, hey, I should run for president of the United States and that should be my entire campaign. All I do is just get up on the stage and repeat that over and over again. How much more powerful is that message? The idea that you, no one else, that you control your own success or failure. I think it's incredibly powerful. I think it, in fact, is the essence of American capitalism and exceptionalism. The individual has the ability to lead to success. Can't guarantee that you're going to be rich. Can guarantee that you're not going to be poor. Okay? All these people in San Francisco, Chicago, New York City, Atlanta, Portland, Seattle, all these cities that are falling apart, record levels of crime, lack of safety, people abandoning these cities like crazy. All of these cities, Democrat run, Democrat run, most of them for decades. And they're all falling apart. The only way that changes is if these people stare themselves in the mirror and say, we did this. Wasn't Donald Trump? Wasn't right-wing extremism? Wasn't all the people who were Republicans that refused to wear masks and get their COVID shots? You guys destroyed the cities. And using San Francisco in particular, and this Whole Foods as an example, something called the virtuous circle. Some of you who are in business will know what I'm talking about. Basically, you kind of get this circle going where everything works in your favor. I'll give you an example. Company that's based in the Bay Area, Google. Every time someone Googles, it becomes more efficient, the Google search engine does. And that means that more people use it. It's a virtuous circle because the entire business benefits. Opposite's true. When people abandon cities... San Francisco right now has a 33% office occupancy rate. When people abandon cities, there are less businesses there. 
When there are less businesses, there are less jobs. When there are less jobs, there's more crime. There's more vagrancy. Works in reverse, too. All of these Democrat cities, when you arrest people and don't keep them in prison and allow them to continue to prey upon innocent people, more and more people leave until the people left behind don't have the resources to be able to support the overall existing government. That's what you're seeing happen in cities like Chicago, New York City, San Francisco. I'm telling you, it's not bad enough because Chicago just elected an awful Democrat left-wing mayor. But sooner or later, all of these cities, they're going to have a come-to-Jesus moment. They're going to stare themselves down in the mirror, and they're going to say, we've got to go get a Rudy Giuliani, a guy who is going to put this city back on its feet. Things got so bad in New York City, they finally did it. Fortunately, unfortunately, evidently all these left-wing cities aren't there yet. They're going to eventually get there, though. Uh, The Masters, surging ratings on Sunday, five-year high. Also, USA Today, one of their left-wing woke columnists. USA Today is right up there with ESPN in terms of all the far left-wing people they employ. Uh, She wrote in her column, that they shouldn't have shown the live golfers on the CBS broadcast. Now, it seemed like they didn't show Phil Mickelson enough, frankly, based on the Sunday close that he had. But does she not want them to show Brooks Kepka when he's going head-to-head with John Rahm in the final pairing? See, these woke arguments and the people who make them are not very smart because they're all emotion-based. And emotion is the enemy of logic. And so they leave themselves open to devastating counterattacks by how dumb they are. But I actually think the Masters ratings were up, particularly when you consider Tiger Woods wasn't involved, and usually he drives ratings to a large extent. I think the Live versus PGA Tour storyline, plus the Netflix uh, special that's on, I think that's actually been good overall for golf in general. So I would suggest to you that contrary to what everybody out there running around says, live golf is awful. I think there's actually more attention on golf. Controversy is good. And as long as the elite live golfers are able to compete at a high level, I think in the majors, there's no real threat to the PGA over live golf. Finally, I don't know how many of you saw this story, but I talked about it. Uh, Donald Trump was at UFC 267. Uh, and he set with Kid Rock, set with uh, Joe Rogan, sorry, set with Kid Rock, set with, uh, uh, set with Mike Tyson, and set with Dana White. You might have seen that iconic photo of, those, of that foursome. There now is a photo out. Joe Burrow and Odell Beckham Jr., who were both LSU guys, right? Um, they were evidently also at UFC 267, And there are photos of both of those guys going and shaking hands with Donald Trump. And not surprisingly, the left-wing loons in this country, the crazy people, are furious at Joe Burrow and Odell Beckham Jr. for shaking Trump's hand. I got to be honest with you. This is just evidence of how broken the left-wing brain is, in particular when it comes to Trump. Because if I could shake the hand of any former president, I would shake the hand of a former president. I voted for Barack Obama. I'd be happy to shake his hand. 
I didn't vote for George W. Bush. I'd be happy to shake his hand. I voted for Trump. I've shaken his hand, been happy to meet him. If Joe Biden was physically in the same place as I am, I think he's the worst president of my life, I would shake his hand. And I've told you this for years. If Joe Biden tomorrow, if the Democrat White House reached out, they would never do this, but they said, Clay, we think you have a substantial audience uh, and we think Joe Biden has lost his way and needs help. Will you come meet with Joe Biden in the White House? and tell us your opinion on things and what we could do better, I'd be at the White House in a heartbeat. Because I don't think that the party of the president dictates how you should respond if you're in the presence of the president. So good for Joe Burrow. Good for Odell Beckham Jr. They did exactly what I would do if I were there uh, with the president in my vicinity. Remember, Burrow also went to the White House when Trump was there. I think it's an embarrassment that left-wingers have gone so far left-wing, I remember Burrow won the championship there with LSU, that left-wingers have gone so far left-wing that if you are merely in the presence, if you're merely in the presence of Donald Trump or some Republican politician that they don't like, you aren't even allowed to shake their hand or interact with them at all. Ask yourself this. Who are the real authoritarians? Ask yourself this. Think about it. Debate it. The answer is pretty simple. It's far left-wing woke idiots. Uh, I appreciate all of you. I'm headed down to South Florida. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick, the show.